There is no past and no future. All we have is right now. So who are you in this enchanted moment? What makes you come alive? You are more than you give yourself credit for. Within you is a wild woman. Your beast is calling. Will you answer? Welcome to Enchanted Beast with host Ella Sean. In this episode, Ella shares how she rediscovered Wild Woman. Hi, I'm Ella. Thanks for joining me. Let's get to it. sure that most of you have listened to podcasts before and the titles are always so interesting and I wanted to make sure that my title was something that really reflected um, me as a person and of course what what I'd be talking about on my podcast. So I decided that this first episode would kind of take the form of question-answer. Question one. Ella, why is your podcast called Enchanted Beast? I'm a writer, and I have a brand, and my brand is Enchanted. Um, my blog is Ella's Enchanted Life, and my YouTube channel is Ella's Enchanted Journey. I have Enchanted Readers uh, email list, and I knew that my podcast would would just continue with with the brand. Um, and my my topic of discussion is kind of the archetype of Wild Woman, and I chose that because it really is who I write about all the time in my books and in my poetry and in essays. It's it's what I'm drawn to. Um, and I wanted, I wanted the title to encapsulate my brand and of course what I'm talking about. So Enchanted Beast, um, it's, is it's where the wild woman is, right? That's my, that's my tagline. So that's why my, my podcast is titled Enchanted Beast. And I want to share a little bit about um, how I rediscovered my wild woman. And rediscovered because I I walked with her, I lived with her for a good portion of my my early you know young adulthood, and and then things changed and. And I'm finally reconnected with her, and it's amazing. So, I want to share um, how I got to know her, how I lost her, and how I found her again. Um, how did I know that Wild Woman existed within me? Again, my Wild Woman emerged... Uh, Probably in my late teens, right? As I was moving into my college years. Um, 
up until then, I had been kind of insecure and scary and I lacked confidence and I, I lacked control. Um, and I, I was riddled with shame and guilt for everything. Um, and then when, when Wild Woman emerged, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> this feels amazing. I, I found myself, um, being, being called a free spirit by people and a free thinker, an intellectual. For the first time in my life, I heard words like, dang, that was sexy as hell. And I was like, wait, who, me? You know? And I, I found myself enjoying my independence and being very authentic. And I gave myself permission to be selfish and really focus on what I wanted and who I wanted. I was confident and powerful and honestly, for the first time in my entire life, I was comfortable in my skin. It was great. I, um, I remember my freshman year in college, I walked around campus feeling like a beast. There's no other way to describe it. And what a neat trick to walk around in human skin, knowing full well that I'm a beast? Oh my God. I mean, really, how awesome is that, right? So I uh, I got in touch with her during that time and my wild woman and I hung out forever, man. I mean, even though I was in a committed relationship, I still maintained my wild woman. I still maintained my my essential self. And I realized that, you know, I, things were super serious between my boyfriend and I. We started dating my senior year in high school. And we continued dating all the way through college. And eventually, after seven years of dating, he asked me to marry him. I won't lie. I was scared to death to say yes. Because I knew. I knew without knowing. I knew without proof. I knew without having to ask anyone that getting married would be the death of of me, of Ella, of my wild woman. I didn't want it to happen. I mean, I've never seen a happily married woman before. I've seen plenty of happily married wives and there's a huge difference, right? Never seen a happily married woman. And I... I was scared. I knew. I knew that getting married would would destroy my wild woman. And I remember when I accepted his ring and I said, yeah, I'll marry you. But whatever you do, please don't make me a wife. Like, don't wife me, man. I'm serious. I just, 
I'll just be your woman. You'll be my man. And that's it. Don't wife me. And we, we lived together. We moved in together because we needed to save money. And, you know, we needed to take it for a test drive, right? You're not going to buy a car unless you know it's going to crank up every morning, right? So we lived together. And from that moment, from that moment of us cohabitating, our relationship changed. And it changed in such a way that it forced me to to almost make a choice. Was I going to continue to be LOL woman? Or was I going to move into this domestic situation? It was painfully obvious that I would not be able to do both successfully. So, here's what, here's what I know. The year that, that my fiance and I lived together, he's now my husband, but the year that we lived together planning this wedding, I know this. I lost a lot of my passion, a lot of sexy, a lot of my creativity, and my confidence took a giant nosedive. I lost a huge sense of myself, I lost my independence, I lost my power, and ultimately I feel like I lost my freedom. My freedom to just roam, my freedom to think, my freedom to just be. I wanted to understand how my, how my wild woman just kind of dipped on me, right? I wanted to know, why is it that all those things that you love so much, that made you want me more than you wanted breath, why is it now that those things don't do it for you. Why is it that you stop talking dirty to me? Why is it that you don't compliment what I look like anymore? You don't compliment my selection of Victoria's Secret underwear. Why Why don't you praise my body? Why don't you compliment the fact that I look amazing in a swimsuit? I'm, I'm confused. I just bought new perfume and you don't you didn't notice it. I have new makeup. You didn't say anything. I colored my hair and you're like, nothing. I'm wearing jeans that make me look like a freaking supermodel and nothing. What? But you like the chicken I made. You love the way I organized the pantry. Thanks for waking you up in the morning when you're super tired. Thanks for doing the grocery shopping. I appreciate that. It was confusing. It was really confusing, but 
The less my fiance complimented my wild woman, and the more he complimented my domestic side, then the more I I sought his approval, his compliments, his his attention. He wouldn't give it to my wild woman. So I, I kept doing what he did give attention to. Now, here's what I learned in that year, living with my fiance and preparing to become his wife. I became more dependent on him. Not just for the pink and the blue rolls that take place within a a household. You take out the trash, you take care of the cars, you maintain the outside. I take care of the house, the grocery shopping, the decorating, right? But I started depending on him, on his moods and his energy to determine what my mood and what my energy would be. And there began to be a schism that took place in me. It was like two different Ellas. Wild woman Ella, domesticated wife Ella. They both wanted ownership of this life that I was trying to create, this life that I was trying to forge. And here's what I learned most about my wild woman. She's not pushy. And if she doesn't feel that the vessel is strong enough to to fight for her, she backs out. She backs out. And that's what happened. I was systematically suppressed as a wild woman at the hands of the man who loved everything about her until she was to be married to him. Now, did he know that he was systematically suppressing me? No. No. Men aren't that complicated. He had no idea. Which leads me to believe that there has to be some type of animal brain in men and some type of animal brain in, in women that that responds to like hormones or pheromones that says, hey, we're getting ready to do this thing and start procreating. And while women don't take care of young, while women leave their young and hope that they can fend for themselves, we can't have that if we're going to continue the race of human beings, right? I'm not a scientist. I have no idea. I've not done a longitudinal study. I've not even done a heap of research into it, but it has to be. I can't explain any other reason for my wild woman to allow herself to be suppressed other than an innate understanding that she is not what's best for continuing the human race. She, she's not going to be the very best at, at taking care of, of little people and, and raising them, right? So I, I, I slid into that place 
I became what I feared the most. I did what I never thought I would do. We were married and I became a wife. And then we started having children and I became a mother. But here's the kicker. <laughs> My wealth woman is obviously uh, extremely strong because I was never a happily married wife, ever. I always knew that it wasn't what I wanted to do. It wasn't who I wanted to be. I always knew that I would have my wild woman back. And even though I was scared of how that reclaiming would look, I knew that she would reclaim this life, right? So, in my late 30s, I've had like three kids by now. I've been married for, you know, over a decade. We, we have a home and we're living the suburban lifestyle. Our kids are involved in after school activities. They're involved in school activities and we have friends and I'm in a book club and we have potluck dinners and we're doing everything. I'm, I'm successful in my education career. I have a bachelor's and an advanced degree and, and, and my marriage is solid. And my husband is, is growing and everything is exactly, exactly the way society says it's supposed to be. High school sweethearts, check. Each other's first, check. Monogamous, check. College degrees, check. Profession, check. Home, check. Children, check. All of it, check. I should have been the happiest wife in the world. But my wild woman knew. Girl, this isn't you. This has never been you. But it's okay. It's okay. Right? So, at about the age 37, no, 36, 37, right? I'm sliding really fast towards 40. My wild woman starts nudging me. I knew it was her. I knew. I remember waking up one morning and I looked in the mirror. I was so overweight. And I... I, I looked in the mirror and I was like, who the hell is that staring at me? I didn't recognize myself. If someone had asked me to describe what I look like without looking at a mirror, I wouldn't have been able to do it. I had no idea who I was, what I looked like, what I wanted, what I was doing. Just no idea. So wild woman gives me a soft nudge. Just, just a whisper. Ella, baby, this isn't you. This is not the life you were created to live. Come on, girl. 
What are you going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? I got still and I listened and I started paying attention. I started listening with my soul, with my wild woman, through my wild woman's ears. I started seeing through my wild woman's eyes and I did not like what I saw at all. I didn't like it at all. So wild woman nudges me again. Look at your kids, Ella. Look at what you've done with them. And so I'm paying attention to my three girls. They wake up in the morning on their own. They fix their breakfast. They fix their lunch. They're ready for school. They come home. They start their homework. They get it done. They ask for help if they need it. They walk their dog. They take their showers. They know when to get off of their phones at night. Like, they're self-sufficient. My little girls are, are very much independent. And they didn't need me as much. So, it freed up some more space in my life for, for a wild woman to, to emerge a little bit more. And I continued to nurture her. I, I gave myself permission to take time for bubble baths. I gave myself permission to take time to go for a walk on my own. I gave myself permission to connect with other women, um, to take some time for me, right? Again, wild woman is not pushy. So <laughs> she was slowly reemerging and giving me an opportunity to, uh, to integrate her into my life. Nudge number three. I am um, looking around and I've, I've given my daughters more responsibility, but I'm still kind of a hovering ninny of a wife, right? And while woman says, girl, look at this man that you married. Look at him for real. Look intimately at him. Look into him, she says. And... I do. And I'm blown away by what I see. When my husband and I started dating in high school, my whole family was like, what are you doing with him? You can do so much better than that. Yada, yada, yada. And my friends were like, really, Joe Brown? You can do better. And I said, well, you guys don't see what I see. I know what I have. And I did because the universe showed me who he would be, what he would be. I knew what I what I had in him. And at the age of 38, 39, my wild woman said, okay, look at your man. And it was him. It was exactly what the universe showed me my husband would be. 
It was the reason I never walked away from him. The reason I knew that he was mine. From the moment I saw him, from the moment we spoke, I knew, I knew that he was mine. My wild woman claimed him and knew him. So she said, he's ready. You can let go. And I did. <laughs> I did. I let go. And it freed me up so that I had even more time to nurture and and coax, coax her out, right? And give her free reign. And I did. I, I started being more creative. I started writing more. I started painting more. I started... Um, taking up artistic endeavors. I started to crochet. I spent more time in nature. I realized that I was a part of nature, not apart from nature. And I... I rediscovered my passion, my sexy. I rediscovered my sexuality. I rediscovered my independence and my fire. And I rediscovered me. The woman, this amazing, inspired, wise, free spirit, free thinking, unencumbered, uninhibited, no shame, no guilt, spiritual woman who'd just been waiting for the, the right time. And it was the right time, right? And as much as I, I got it, I still wanted, you know, I'm married. I, I'm a wife. I'm a mom. I can't just be willy-nilly out in the world. I'm, I'm not going to pull and eat, pray, love. Because I love my family. I love my husband. I, I like being around them. So I didn't give her complete free reign. And I think I pissed her off. <laughs> because... Her final nudge was not so nice. All the other nudges, they felt kind of like a slow burn, right? Not painful, but like a purifying, a burning away of nonsense. But her final nudge, because I was reluctant to, to embrace her and to walk with her. So her final nudge was more like the fires of hell. And, yeah, um, there was no slow burn. It was an emulsification. <laughs> I, I, was, I was burned away completely. The wife was burned away. Um, her final nudge was in the form of me being diagnosed with systemic lupus. And after I got over the shock and the, oh my God, this sucks, great big hairy donkey balls. After I got over the shock of it, I, I had to laugh because my wild woman is funny as hell. Lupus? Really? As in canis lupus? 
The wolf? You give me the wolf disease? I get it. Ha ha. Embrace your wild woman. I got it. And I did. I did. I, I got it and I um I honestly sat with her and I embraced her. And it wasn't until I completely embraced her as mine, her as me, that I felt whole again. I was 252 pounds at the onset of my lupus. And five years later, I am a hundred and sixty-seven pounds. I was a size 21, 22 at the onset, and now I'm a size six. Yes, I have autoimmune diseases, and I have narcolepsy with cataplexy, but I'm as healthy as I've ever been in my life. I'm a pescatarian in my diet. I drank water and fruit juice only. I'm more active than I've ever been. I'm more centered than I've ever been. I'm more creative. I am doing exactly what it is I want to do. I'm living my life as a full-time professional writer. And I only pursue the things that bring me joy and make me happy. I only give energy to those things that I want to, to the people that I decide are worthy. I revel in my selfishness. I smolder in my sexuality. I love wearing sexy underwear. It's like a drug every time I find a great pair of lace. I'm confident in my skin again. It is amazing. I wasn't willing to leave my husband and my children behind so that I could have my wild woman be free. Because she told me, even as I was walking down the aisle, you know, some 19 years ago, she told me, you don't have to do this. You don't have to marry him to have him. He will love you. Oh, wow. I didn't trust her. I didn't listen. And I'm not upset about it. I don't, I don't think I lost anything, but I want to share my wild woman story with everybody because I don't think we need to lose more time than we have to. And that, my friends, 
is how I rediscovered my wild woman. Now, I'm not sure how or, or why, you know, my theory of wild woman suppression, I'm, I'm not sure if it's accurate or if it's true, right? I mean, but I know what I experienced. And I'm a thousand percent sure that I'm not the only woman to have had this experience. We all have a wild woman. She lives with, through, and for us. I call my wild woman a beast. And she takes the form of a wolf. She is beautiful and graceful, powerful, loyal, deadly, intelligent, and did I say sexual? So sexual. She's unapologetically female, unapologetically feminine, and unapologetically feminine defined. That's it. I'm Ella. Thanks for joining. Next time, I'll talk about what it takes or what it took for me to coast my beast out of her hiding place. Until then, stay enchanted, stay wild, and be free.